Iowa baseball gets ready for their shot against Indiana, a rematch from a series earlier this year where the Hawkeyes dropped two out of three and a couple of aces on the mound in this one. We'll talk about that. Plus, a lot of Iowa football today, including 11 preseason honors for the Iowa football team. All coming up today on Locked On Hawkeyes. Our Locked On Hawkeyes, your daily podcast on the Iowa Hawkeyes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in once again. I'm Trent Condon, and this is the Locked On Hawkeyes Podcast. Thanks for making Locked Up Guys your first listen every day. We're available wherever you get your podcast, Stitcher. You can find us everywhere. Make sure you give us, and if you're watching us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. It helps us get in front of more Hawkeye fans. Well, Iowa on Tuesday got the win in the opening round of the Big Ten Tournament. And they rolled past Michigan 13-3. to Now it is a step up in competition as they take on the number two seed from the Big Ten, it is the Indiana Hoosiers. Iowa-Indiana faced off earlier this season. We'll get into the matchup. We will talk about how important this game is and a whole lot more on the baseball front. But we start today with some Iowa football conversation. And it came out just the other day. More honors for this Iowa football team in the preseason. Now, it's getting that time, right? Coming up to Memorial Day weekend, you're getting ready for things. You've got a lot going on in the world. I absolutely understand that. Making a little trip with the family, maybe hanging out at the beach, whatever it may be, doing some boating. You like to have that college football magazine. Well, a few of them are starting to get out on the newsstands right now. If you're an old school person like me, now I know some of you young people are saying, magazines, what in God's name are you talking about, Condon? What is a magazine? Well, th- this is what we had to used to do. To get all our information. This is how we got everything when we were looking at teams and trying to figure things out. Now the internet has changed things, but it's still, I, I think, cool. It, it's something, getting a different perspective on all the teams, having everything just at your hand right there where you can go in and really search and take a look. The transfer portal has changed the complexion of things, but I still like Athlon. Get it every single year. Phil Steele is the Bible if you're a college football fan. Now the price, whew, that continues to go up. 40 bucks now for a Phil Steele, but For what I do, I think it's incredibly important to have that and have that at your fingertips and you know where to flip and know where to go and and you can take a look at a bunch of different teams and really deep dive into them. So Athlon has come out with their preseason honors and 11 Hawkeyes were listed from their honors in the Big Ten. Now starting with All-Americans and two All-Americans are out there. Starting with Tory Taylor, the punter. We've talked a ton about Tory. We talked yesterday about the missed opportunity perhaps with Drew Miller out of Meepo and not offering him a scholarship. He's going to be a Georgia Bulldog. A little frustrating, but hey, what Iowa has proved throughout the time is they know what they're doing as it pertains to special teams. And, and you cannot discredit what LeVar Woods has done throughout his career as a special teams coordinator and just what an addition that has been and how far north this special teams unit has gone under his tutelage. So that aside, Tory Taylor, preseason All-American, obviously also first team All-Big Ten. Also Cooper DeGene, we talked earlier in the week, everydayers, you know that. We talked a lot about Cooper and latest article from Pro Football Focus about him. Second team All-American, first team All-Big Ten as a cornerback and also second team All-Conference as a punt returner. The accolades are going to come in here during the season after what he did a year ago 
five interceptions, the versatility that he plays with, can play inside slot, can play outside. He can do it all if they need to move him to cash, if they need to move him to safety. He has that kind of versatility, and he can help you out in a myriad of different ways. And he can help you out offensively, I'm going to guess, too. Will that happen? Ah, that is the great offseason question. Joining DeGene and Taylor on the first team, all league, Drew Stevens. How about that? First team kicker, first team punter. If Iowa gets that this year, this is going to be an incredibly successful season for Iowa football. Joe Evans, the guy that came back for his sixth year. We saw him early in his career. <laughs> Excuse me. Joey the Bull out there. Where number 13? Like, What's this little guy doing out there playing defensive line? He was a rush specialist at that time. He has become now a three-down player. And the growth that we've seen out of him, his ability to get to the quarterback, big plays that he has made throughout his career, and yet another season in a Hawkeye uniform. Also, Quinn Schulte. Quinn Schulte, a guy that I really anticipated. This is going to be another one of those walk-ons, right? Another one of the guys, the Tommy Tryhards, the Tommy Soybeans. It's going to go out there. He'll be fine. He'll get everybody in the right spot. He'll be absolutely perfect for that. But there's going to be some other parts that are going to be a little bit concerning and maybe not the top-end speed you're looking for. Quinn Schulte has surprised me. The physicality that Schulte has played with has been absolutely eye-opening out of him. As mentioned, uh, DeGene on the second team. And then you also have Luke Lachey. We anticipate a big season from the tight end position with him and Eric All. Lachey really came on in the back half of the year. We saw the injury late in the season to Sam Laporta. Lachey stepped into that, had the touchdown against Michigan. And I think with improved offense this year, you're going to see the numbers really skyrocket for Luke Lachey this season. Mason Richmond, out of that offensive line, incredibly important. Likely your starting left tackle. I thought we saw some growth out of him. Inconsistent still. But remember, this is a guy that was thrust in the lineup as a freshman. Last year as a sophomore, you anticipate that leap now as an upperclassman for Mason Richmond. I know there's a lot of people at the next level at the NFL season that really like his ability to translate. Logan Lee, another one of the guys, seems like he's been around forever. He is just out there, and he brings it every single time. Great kid, Logan Lee. He is also honored by Athlon. And then Nick Jackson. We get our a newbie out there as Nick Jan Jackson on the third team, the Virginia transfer. He's going to be making his way to campus here next week, and we will get to uh, hear a little bit more about him just in the limited interactions that we've had or things that we've heard, including going back to the spring and what Phil Parker had to say for about him. I, I think that's incredibly encouraging that – a guy that hasn't even been on campus, hasn't even started classes and going through workouts, and you heard right away what the defensive coordinator, Phil Parker, has said about him. That's definitely a big thing. Uh, finally, a couple more honors on the fourth team of the All-Big Ten team, Caleb Johnson. Caleb Johnson, I think you're going to see an absolute star this season. That offensive line can't be worse, and even if it becomes above average. You know, a C-plus, B-minus offensive line this year across the board, you're going to see a monster season. Think of that deplorable offensive line that he ran behind a year ago. Think about the worst quarterback play that you're going to find in front of him. And he still ran for 800 yards a year ago. 1,200? Is that a safe place to put the over-under this year? I think that could be the case. I think Johnson is going to really have a coming-out party coming up this season. And finally, Logan Jones. You know, Logan had troubles last year. It, it was a lot of trouble out of him. We saw the delayed snaps getting back, making the right calls in a young offensive line that went through a lot of issues. He was a guy that I think you wanted to see more from a year ago, and we didn't get that. Well, now I believe you are going to get that. You're going to see a big step forward out of him. 
The coaches love him. You go from Tyler Linderbaum to anybody, there was going to be a step back, and there certainly was. And not to say that he's going to get to Tyler Linderbaum levels because that's just not realistic. But I think you're going to see good things out of him this season, a big step forward. An exciting offseason in front of us for Iowa football. We got you covered here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. When we continue, Iowa baseball, their season continues. Big Ted tournament coming up on Thursday afternoon, 2 o'clock against Indiana. Tough matchup. We'll talk about it as we roll through. This is Locked On Hawkeyes. Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Now, I'm wearing my Bird Dogs right now. Got them in the mail last week, and I, I just got to put these in the wash every single night. I got a couple of pairs, and, and I need more already. They feel great. I think they absolutely look good. I wore them golfing. I have wore them everywhere. Taking the kids to the ball game. Whatever it is, they have you covered inside out, incredibly comfortable, and on top of it, they look good. Have two pairs. We're going to double it up. Doesn't matter if you're on the golf course, going to a meeting, maybe you got date night with the lady in your life, or just hanging out with friends. They have you covered. Been all over the place. I love it. And you can go right now to birddogs.com slash college. And when you enter the promo code college, they're going to throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order great website fun stuff a couple of these styles will put a smile on your face fun guys over there at bird dogs again go to birddogs.com slash lockdown college and enter that promo code lockdown college for your free custom bird dogs yeti style tumbler with every order Trent Cotton back with you once again here on the lockdown hawkeyes podcast thanks as always for making lockdown hawkeyes your first listen Every day. Let's get into it. Iowa baseball as they get ready for their matchup here today against Indiana. The Hoosiers took two out of three from the Hawkeyes earlier this year. Iowa took game one, seven to one. And then uh, the two other games were one run victories for Indiana. One thing you definitely do need to know is that Indiana has been a great team this season at home. They have been absolutely incredible. They have been one of the best teams in the country on their home field this year. However, not the same team away from home. Now, they're going to see a really good pitcher here opening things up. They made the decision in, in road number, in game number one, excuse me, where they were going to not go out there and put out their number one. They believed that they had enough to beat Illinois, and they survived by one in the victory to punch their ticket. They knew it was in front of them. With the I won what they did in game one against Michigan. I think they knew that. And the way I was hit the ball this year, that was another piece of this. They, they definitely had to look at it and say, we have to be at our best. We have to be a team that puts our best foot forward. So they're going to go that direction. And then on the other side, I, I'll be honest, I'm a little bit surprised here. I am surprised that Iowa made the decision to go with Brody Brecht in game number two. So we saw the shift a couple of weeks ago. Brody Brecht had been the Friday night starter, was really struggling with his command. And that's always been an issue. I called probably, I don't know, 15, 20 of Brody's games at the high school level. And when it went awry, it could go arrive for a while as it pertained to his pitch location. He was really struggling with command. Well, he bounced back and he did a really nice job of taking that role, not ducking his head, not slumping his shoulders. He took it and ran. And since he moved into the number three starter spot, he's been really good. Instead of going with Ty Langenberg, who had been the number two, instead, they decide that they're going to go with Brody Breck here. That means Langenberg will be ready to go for game three whenever that is. So if Iowa wins this one against Indiana, they're in great shape. 11 of the last 13 Big Ten tournament winners won their first two games of 
the tournament. Iowa loses. They got to come back tomorrow. They will face Michigan, who is a winner in an elimination game, and that'll be an elimination game for that one. So it'll be a rematch against Michigan with the loss. With the win, they move to Saturday. That means another day off. Great. That means on top of it, chance to set things up where they would take on then the winner of the Michigan-Indiana game, and whoever comes out of that would have to beat the Hawkeyes twice on Saturday to punch their ticket to the championship game. Huge advantage here. We talked about the importance of game one. Huge importance as well here in game number two. You get off to that 2-0 start knowing that you just have to win one out of two games on Saturday to punch your ticket into the championship game. And it feels like this team's on a mission. Now, they came into here feeling really good about their chances of being an NCAA tournament team. They felt that they had done enough in the both non-conference and conference play, the way that they played here down the stretch. And how about Iowa baseball on top of it? After the four suspensions of the players, including their best hitter in Keaton Anthony, another team, and shows you what Rick Heller does, and just shows you the makeup of this baseball team. To not get down, to not whine, to not complain, to not wonder what if, they just went out there one eight out of 10. Had a big sweep against Michigan State, won the series against Ohio State and Northwestern, doing what you need to do, eight and two, since those suspensions began. So we have that happening uh, on top of it. Going to be really fun. Two o'clock Big Ten Network will have it against Indiana. Really talented Hoosier team. Took some lumps a year ago. They were a young squad. They are really playing well. Played well at the end of the season uh, last year as well. But I think I was got a little something for them. Uh, listening to Rick Heller last night, he talked a little bit about the Indiana series. Said it was an incredibly windy series. The wind was blowing in and with it, I kind of left them shaking their heads a little bit. There were some balls hit that they thought definitely would have been gone in most any other days, regardless of ballpark. That didn't happen. We'll see what the wind's going to be like in Omaha today, what the temperature's going to be, all that. Omaha, that ballpark over there, it is a big ballpark, and it's difficult to hit the ball. And as Iowa hit a couple of home runs, including, including the Grand Slam, Against Michigan, you're saying, well, what are you talking about? If you've been watching games in Omaha for a number of years, be a college World Series, even minor league games over there, you certainly see how difficult it is to get the ball out of the new ballpark. That's what's in front of us. We'll have you covered as well here on Locked On Hawkeyes. We'll get you a recap of what happens there and then what is in front of Iowa baseball. Take a little deeper look as well at their NCAA tournament resume. As we wrap things up here, the Iowa non-conference basketball schedule gets a little clearer. Iowa, a big opponent, speaking of Omaha, coming up in the non-conference in the Gavit Games. We'll do that as we roll through here on Locked On Hawkeyes. Trent kind of back with you one final time on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. So as we finish things up here, let's take a quick peek at what we have going on right now with Iowa basketball. The men's team, as we saw the ticket sales absolutely through the roof with the women's and men's doubleheader being played here in Des Moines at Wells Fargo Arena. Tickets sold out in less than 90 minutes, which is absolutely amazing to see. The Caitlin Clark effect, it is absolutely real. Now, of the two games, the women's game certainly appears on the surface to be more compelling. Cleveland State a year ago, an NCAA tournament team, they went 30-4 and four last season. Not sure exactly what Cleveland State has coming back, but you win 30 games, I don't care about the competition. You know you're a really good team, and that's certainly the case with Cleveland State. Plus, Caitlin Clark coming back home to the Des Moines area to play maybe for the last time in her collegiate career. We'll see about that. We'll see how many years Caitlin sticks around. Of course, she does have two years if she wants to take them. 
or does she depart after this season and move on to the WNBA? But the Clayton Clark effect is real. There is going to be so much buzz for this women's basketball team after the run a year ago to the national championship game. LSU is loaded up. They're going to be incredibly good. UConn gets Paige Beckers back. They're going to be up there. South Carolina, maybe they take a mini step back, but it's not going to be a significant one by any means. It is going to be a great season of women's basketball and really cool. We're going to have this event here in Des Moines. What other side on the men's side? The men play for A&M. This is going to be another one of the buy games, the tomato cans. There's not going to be a whole lot to Florida A&M. Uh, they're a team that has not played great basketball uh, over the last few seasons. In fact, one of the worst teams in all of college basketball last year. But Iowa needs wins. They're going to have to pile them up here. I I'm still concerned about this men's team and what they're going to be. We'll take a deeper look at some things coming up here. As it appears at this point, you know, unless something jumps out of the portal, I was not looking to be invested real hard in things, but we will dive in a little bit deeper to the roster and what we can anticipate for men's basketball. But what other game in the non-conference beside the game here in Des Moines against Florida A&M? The Gavitt game. So this was put together, what, seven, eight years ago, and the Big East taking on the Big Ten. Like it, you're going to get a good game. We saw Iowa last year that win against Seton Hall. Seton Hall didn't even turn out to be that good. But for most of the season, that was a quad one victory. Being in the top 75, a road victory, that was something that really buoyed the team uh, during the non-conference and helped out their numbers in the NCAA net. And uh, those kind of games are good. Plus, you get to have you know decent opponents coming in here. E even if it is a team like DePaul, who hasn't been good in a really long time, it's still better than the teams coming out of the SWAC or the MEAC or some Horizon League team coming in you get at least a little bit of name recognition that goes along with it. Well, this is going to be the biggest one that Iowa certainly had coming into the season. It's Omaha. It is Creighton, the Blue Jays, an elite team a year ago. Greg McDermott continued to do great work over there, bringing in the right guys, and they're going to be loaded again next season, even with the loss of Nemhard. They're going to be really, really good again next year. He's done a great job with that program and should be a fun one. Iowa hasn't played over in Omaha since a long time ago, 1999. There wasn't even whatever they called it over there. It's not Century Lake, I don't believe anymore. Whatever the name of the arena, the big arena that they built, they have NCAA tournaments there and a whole lot more. Well, they haven't played there since they were playing in the old Civic Center. And great basketball back then is certainly not what it has turned into here today. The success that they have had recently, the run to the Elite Eight, and what Greg McDermott has done, taking what Dana Altman had done and kind of building it to another level. Done a really good job. Should be a fun one over there. I know everybody over in Omaha on the western side of the state, they're going to be excited. So we get Central Iowa here with the game against Florida A&M. Western Iowa, you're covered with the matchup against Creighton. That crowd will be banked out. They always sell that thing out. Always big crowds. Creighton does a really good job of making a fun environment. Been to a couple of games over there in the past. So looking forward to that as the non-conference portion of the schedule gets a little clear. Of course, they'll play Iowa State this season as they do each and every year. The Seahawks game will be back on the schedule. You'll get a couple other games in there, some ho-hums. Iowa playing in the exec tournament in San Diego this year. Uh, they'll be in a four-team event. USC also involved with that with Bronny James. Possibility of seeing Bron. Uh, that'd be pretty cool with the Iowa Hawkeye team. So that will be going on. You'll have some of the other buy games that'll be in there. We'll see if they add anything else of note to the schedule. But got a couple of neutral site games, the exempt tournament in San Diego, and then the Iowa State game. That is, as we get a little bit deeper into things, just 11 games that will be scheduled in the non-conference. 20 Big Ten games again this season 
for Iowa basketball. That'll do it for today. Thanks for joining us here on the Lockdown Hawkeyes podcast. Again, thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. We're available wherever you get podcasts. And you can find us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button while you are there. Every day as we got you covered tomorrow, we will recap what we see today. Iowa, Indiana in the Big Ten tournament and a whole lot more. Thanks for making Lockdown Hawkeyes your first listen every day. Your team every day. That's what we do here on the Lockdown Network. We talk to you again tomorrow. Go Hawks.